It's the most anticipated WNBA season in history. And you know what that means. Court is back in session. Welcome to Queens of the Court, an Odyssey original podcast. I'm your girl, Cheryl Swoop. And I'm Jordan Robinson. All WNBA season long, we'll be bringing you interviews with star athletes, analysis on your favorite teams, and lots of hot takes. Order, order in the court. Follow and listen to Queens of the Court on the free Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, Raider Nation. It is silver and black today. He is Momo, and I am Scalco Branson. We are your guides heading towards the Charger game. Yes, your Raiders and the Chargers, Allegiant Stadium, 1.05 p.m. Pacific time as they get it on with their old-school AFL rival. Uh, Mo, this game, you look at this and what's going on with uh, the Raiders and the Chargers. Uh, Chargers coming off a big win last week, of course, against the Cardinals. Raiders coming off a big win. What's the chances? You look at this situation. We talked about it earlier in the show. The Chargers' run defense is, as our good friend Kelly Kreiner would call it, absolute trash, right? It's it's historically bad, much like the Denver offense overall is historically bad. The Charger run defense ranks as one of the worst through uh, 11 or 12 weeks uh, in the history of the NFL in the Super Bowl era, going back that far. Um, the Raiders come out, if Josh Jacobs is healthy as, he, as healthy as he was last week, uh, and that offensive line performance like it was, what, what chances do you give this, this, this Raiders team at home against the Chargers in this game? As I wrote in my Sports Not piece today, I actually think the Raiders have the upper hand, mm-hmm. especially in the trenches. When you talk about winning, you know, at the line of scrimmage, I think the Raiders can do that. I know their offensive line has gotten a lot of criticism from fans, including from you know from pundits and even us. But right now, I think the Raiders are stronger in that area than the Chargers. Of course, Rashawn Slater, their star left tackle is out. So um, on that side of the ball, on the other side of the ball, Joey Bosa is still recovering from surgery on his groin. Uh, Khalil Mack still on the field, but. For the most part, if you can run it up the middle of the Chargers defense, you can win the football game, control the game, and then win it. Now, this all hinges upon Josh Jacobs. How how far can he go and how healthy is he? And that's what I wrote about my piece that, yes, if he's fine to go and he can handle 25 carries, all is good and no one even talks about this. But Mm -hmm. if the Raiders had prepared a number two ball carrier who was reliable and capable, then even if Josh Jacobs can only handle 15 carries, I would still feel confident that the Raiders win this game because now you have two guys who can who can gouge the, the Chargers interior of their defense. But now you're hoping that Josh Jacobs just has enough to give it a go and give you another optimal performance on a bulky calf. But I still think the Raiders have a good chance. If you want to put a percentage on it, I say they still have a, a 60% chance of winning the football game. What I fear, though, and this is my fear, that Josh Jacobs won't be able to do what he did last week. Now, I'm not expecting 300 yards, but is he able to get you 120, 130 yards mm-hmm. on a bulky calf in consecutive weeks? It's a tough ask for a player on that workload with a leg injury playing the running back position. So that is my concern right now. And you don't, again, you don't have a clear number two option. You're going to have to turn to the short passing game to mimic the run game. And it's not the same because you're taking away the physicality, that, the physical advantage that you will have in the trenches. Absolutely. And in fact, we're going to come back and talk about that in just a second. What we want to bring you is our producer, David Stepanian, produced this game preview. Here's David with a preview of Chargers versus Raiders. 
11 months after one of the most memorable Sunday night football matches in recent history, the LA Chargers head back to Allegiant Stadium for a date with the Silver and Black. Both teams had heart stoppers last Sunday with the Raiders beating the Seahawks in overtime and the Chargers converting a game-winning two-point conversion in the final seconds against Arizona. Justin Herbert finished that game with three TDs and 274 yards, but no play was bigger than the two-point conversion. A laser to Gerald Everett. Derek Carr got off to a rocky start with two interceptions in the first half, but finished the game with three TDs and 295 yards. Even with the losing record, he feels like things are turning around in the locker room. I think it shows that we believe in him and we're trying to do everything right. Um, again, it's new schemes. It's, it's a new philosophy to play the game and there's different rules for certain things. I mean, I messed something up today where I was like, like he got mad and I was like, what are you talking about? Like, I was like, I was right, you know? And, uh, and then I had to think, I was like, oh, that's a couple systems ago, you know? So I'm still, still processing through some of that, uh, you know, in certain things, but you know, it just, it's just growth and we're all just trying to do things the right way and uh, do them his way. And, um, it shows that everyone's believing in that and trying to do them that way. And so, um, for me, I'm trying to execute it, the reads and everything exactly how he wants it. So is the whole team. And you can tell everyone's believing and buying into that um, because of the success that we're starting to have. It doesn't mean anything now. You know, we still don't have a good record, um, but we're heading in the right direction. Josh Jacobs was the X factor for the Raiders in their win at Denver with an astonishing 229 yards rushing. And even last year's thriller against the Chargers was one of J.J.'s career best games with 132 yards. In fact, when the Raiders lost to the Chargers in L.A. three months ago, he only had 57 yards his second lowest this season. So Josh McDaniels knows just how important Jacobs is. Yeah, he's, uh, he's like, a, I've, I don't know, I'm running out of superlatives. Um, you know, he, you know, over 300 total yards in the game and, you know, he wasn't, you know, didn't feel perfect, you know, but, um, you know, he just, I think toughness, um, he's a football player. I mean, that's probably the greatest compliment I could give him. And, um, you know, he comes up big with, you know, big, he had a couple of big first downs on third and short that like, I'm not sure everybody in the league gets those, you know, but he did. And, you know, of course, you know, makes the big play at the end, but I thought he was tremendous throughout. Uh, gave us a lot of hard yards in a running game, caught the ball well out of the backfield, make some big plays with his hands. And, um, but that's JJ. That's what he is. You don't ever, um, get to know somebody this well, you know, unless you're with them, you know, and coaching them and, um, I just have an incredible admiration uh, for it's not just what he does on the field. It's how he practices, what he does in preparation, how attentive he is in the meetings, what he's like in the walkthroughs, um, how much he wants to win. You know, I mean, he just he wants to win. And, uh, you know, that's the greatest compliment you could give somebody <clears throat> does everything he can to help us. The four and seven Raiders have won back to back games for the first time this season. And after narrowly losing to the Chargers on the road back in September, the Silver and Black have a legit shot at a three-game winning streak. Kickoff is set for Sunday at 1.30, and the Raiders are a short two-point underdog at home. For Silver and Black Today, I'm David Stepanian. What up, y'all? It's your boy Danny Green, three-time NBA champ. You either rooted for me or rooted against me. Join myself and my co-host Harrison Sanford on the Inside the Green Room podcast. It's a podcast that brings you never-before-told tales from the locker room to candid interviews with basketball legends to breakdowns of what's happening in the NBA right now. Whether you're a diehard fan or casual about your hoops, this podcast brings you the game like never before. Follow Inside the Green Room on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts.
All right. Thank you, David Stepanian, for his preview, Raiders versus Chargers. Uh, he mentioned the passing game in that piece of Mo as well. You look at this Chargers pass defense, too. Yes, they have Derwin James banged up injure on the injury report for them as well. How does it shape up? We, we talk about the physical run game if Josh Jacobs is there, and if he's not, who else is going to fill the gap? Uh, but when it comes to the passing game, if they have to use the passing game more, uh, how does it match up there? I know it didn't. It, the Chargers really, I think, stymied the, the Raiders in the first contest. But this Chargers team seems to be a little more beat up. The Raiders are clicking and doing better. Derek Carr is more comfortable. Uh, what does that matchup look like for the Raiders on Sunday in Las Vegas? I think it's also favorable. I know uh, J.C. Jackson hasn't played well this year. He's out, of course. Uh, he's been out for weeks. Uh, but the Chargers, even without him, Chargers had a, still had a pretty decent secondary. Mm-hmm. But I don't think they have a match for Devontae Adams. And we've seen Devontae Adams put up big numbers this year when him and Derek Carr are clicking. The problem is what happens when they go through a rough patch or a dry spell where they're not clicking? And I think that's where Mac Hollins comes in. Mm-hmm. I have a fancy football piece coming out on Friday Uh-oh. where I have Mac Hollins as a sleeper, and he's, I believe, available in 75% of leagues. If he is available in your league, pick up Mac Hollins because I think he's the guy that's been filling the void while Renfro and Weller have been out. Yeah, good fantasy tip. And by the way, you have not rubbed in the fact that you beat me this past week. Barely, I, I'm, but you beat I'm me. Very, I'm a very noble gentleman. <laughs> I'm not going to call for Scotty anything disgusting. Oh. But yes, Scott is correct. I, I actually am third place in the league after starting off you are. 0-4. You are. I have not mentioned it. I have not bragged about it because I am being a noble gentleman about it. <laughs> By the way, well, I've won seven in a row. You've Just won seven in a row? See, seven I was waiting. in a row. Now, you were out, so you couldn't brag about it, but I, I, thought, I, I thought as soon as you got back, you would. And I know a lot of the guys in the league, and, and then, of course, Wendy's in the league as well, they want to talk about it on the show, but we get such bad feedback when we talk about <laughs> fantasy football. What we're going to do, we're going to do like a, a, a league uh, conversation. We're going to get on like Twitter and do a, uh, an, a live audio or something with the guys in the league. Uh, but it's getting tight now. It's getting tight. Um, now with me losing, I think I'm back in a tie for first place. Uh, so aren't you technically in second then? Yes. Yes, you're technically right. in second place. Yeah, so Mo's right on my heels it could be bad for me. I've had some bad, bad runs the last few weeks, and Patrick Mahomes hasn't helped. I thought he would help, but he has not. And then I've uh, this past week, man, a couple of rough starts. But anyway, let's get back to Raiders football. I digress. Um, so, so the, the the Raiders have advantage, obviously, the running game, big game, and as you mentioned, you think they have the upper hand in the passing game as well. But the Chargers, and I know chart or excuse me, Raider fans and their feelings for uh, Justin Herbert. But he's a good young quarterback, and he gets out there, and he's slinging the ball around. You saw him come back. Derek Carr gets a lot of credit for his late-game comebacks, but Herbert's doing the same kind of thing. Yes, he hasn't been to a playoff game, but what he did against the Cardinals, I know it's the Cardinals, but what he did against the Cardinals was pretty impressive. Right, they came back. The Cardinals had to lead at the end, and basically uh, the Chargers pulled the rabbit out of their hat uh, <laughs> one by one point. So I'll give credit to the Chargers. I, I still have my questions about Brandon Staley. I think eventually they get rid yeah. of him. Yeah. I, I'm just not a believer in him. I've watched enough Chargers games to know that he. I don't think he's the guy. But that's you know that's besides the point. But Raiders Chargers, this is going to be another close game because they've played each other close. Uh, recent games have just been down to the wire. 
You could talk about last year's game where the Raiders won. You can even talk about this year's game where the Raiders started out, Derek Carr threw a bunch of picks, and still the Raiders lost by a slim margin. So if you're a Raider fan looking at that and saying, we've made all those mistakes and we were able to keep it close, now the Chargers don't have Rashawn Slater. They don't have Joey Bosa. Uh, our, our interior of our defensive line is starting to click. When I say our mm-hmm. Raiders. Uh, when you look at that, Josh Jacobs running wild, when you look at that, you have to feel good about this game. And it's just funny to me because just a few weeks ago, Raiders fans were just like, okay, just give us the, a top three pick and let's move on. <laughs> and now we're having a totally different conversation after two overtime wins. Yes, we are. We're talking about trying to pull closer to second place in that division. And maybe there's a miracle. I'm not going to say the P word, but maybe there's a miracle and they go on a run because last year I was on this show and we and we felt like the Raiders were done last year at the end. And what happened? Mm-hmm. They won four straight to get in the, into the you know what. I'm not going to say the P word. But you know what they did last pickle, year. You know pickle, how they ended. Pickle? <laughs> what? Oh, oh, different P word. Okay. Right. You you know what they did last year. You know where they uh-huh. went last year. So yeah. I'm just saying, I'm not saying they're going to go there this year, but I'm saying that season's not over. But they're also, what, what's interesting about the comparison to last year, Mo, is that they're facing a lot of teams down the stretch here who have some of the same issues you saw last year, which mm-hmm. were in- key injuries to key players. Okay, mm-hmm. the Chiefs have stayed healthy for the most part, right? But but you look at everybody else they're coming up against here, and you see a lot of injuries, a lot of struggling. So uh, it, it'll be it, look. I agree. I'm not. I'm not there. I continue to say that they're not going to make it to the P word. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, people are like, "What are you guys?" But but at the same time, they it's win. A family show. They win exactly. They win. <laughs> they win against the Chargers at home. Three in a row, they would be one of the hottest teams in the NFL, and if, if not the hottest team in the NFL, right? And if that's mm-hmm. along with the Jets. So if you do that, then suddenly when you get a team with that much confidence, with that much momentum going that well at, at one time, at the right time, you just never know. Before I gave my projection, I want the hardcore diehard Raiders fans to cover their ears really quick. That's you. <laughs> Sashi, if you're listening to this podcast, shout oh, out to you. Oh, Cover your ears for about, you know, a good minute here. Um, yeah. So the betting column for Bleach Report came out today. Mm-hmm. And four of my colleagues picked, well, four of us picked the Chargers to win. Two of us picked the Raiders to win. Uh, the projection score was 34-31 Chargers mm-hmm. because the majority went with the Chargers. Me personally, I think we're going to be having a conversation next week about what I said in the sports.com that why didn't the Raiders have a second ball carrier ready because – I just mm. worry that Josh Jacobs isn't able to do what he did or get, even give 75% of what he did last week. Now, if I'm wrong, I'll be happy to be wrong about that. But I felt like the Raiders, that Josh McDaniels shot himself in the foot by not getting a guy for these specific situations. Because to me, you draft Zamir White, you draft Brit- uh, right. Britton Brown for these situations. And just in case Josh Jacobs is nicked up, now you have two guys who can get out there and tilt the rock. And the Raiders didn't develop any of those guys. Yeah. And I think it's at this point, it could come back and bite them in the butt now that he's dealing with an injury. So I would happy to be wrong about this. I really, really would, Raiders fans, but I worry that Josh Jacobs isn't going to have enough to beat the Chargers with that injury. Now, if Josh Jacobs was fully healthy, I would go and I would say I think the Raiders win this game because they have that clear advantage. But that injury, that injury that he has makes me nervous about this matchup. I think the Chargers come out on top by a field goal. Yeah, it would be nice to have Kenyon Drake about now, wouldn't it? 
somebody. <laughs> anyway, but okay, so there you go from Mo. It's going to be a good game. I'm excited about it. And uh, we will be talking about it on the postgame show Sunday as well. So make sure you join us for that. Uh, Mo, my friend, thanks, man. I'm glad you're feeling so much better. I know everybody's been excited that you've been back. Me, eh, you know, I could do without you. No, I'm just kidding. I, I love having you back. Uh, but we will talk to you again uh, next Tuesday for the show and get your your post game on that as you've had time to watch that film. Make sure you also read Mo's stuff. He talked about his Sports Not column up today. Also his Bleacher Report betting column, which he's part of with a bunch of other writers there. Make sure you read both of those and follow him on Twitter at Mo Moten. That's Mo with an E-M-O-E-M-O-T-O-N. My friend, take care. We'll talk to you on Tuesday. Hopefully after a win. Despite my prediction, I do hope Chris <laughs> come out with a victory, fans. Don't, he hopes. Let's not get That's that right. twisted. That's right. I'm sure they'll love that. All right. There you go. That was Bo. And this has been Silver and Black today. For our listeners on 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, we appreciate you being with us. Make sure you also subscribe to our Odyssey original podcast. You can get it four times a week. That's right. Silver and Black today. You can get that wherever you get your podcast. For our producer, David Stepani and Formo Moten, I am Scott Branson. We'll talk to you guys on the postgame show live after Raiders and Chargers. Take care and have a great, great weekend, everybody.